In third grade, one day I decided to go to the bathroom. I walked to the bathroom, it was empty, very clean, pretty old, kind of bright, very white, and I walked into a stall. I didn't have to go to the bathroom, I just needed to get out of the classroom. And I remember telling myself that all I had to do, all I had to do, was just not breathe until I passed out. And then everything would be over. I wouldn't have to deal with any of it anymore. And I started. I started holding my breath. And I was crying, and I started sweating, and I started shaking until I realized I couldn't hold my breath anymore. And then I just sobbed, you know, not too loudly, wiped my eyes, and I went back to class. I haven't told many people that story, and up until today, realizing that I was going to tell it, I thought that it was a really intense, super dramatic story, but now I just think it's kind of funny. Um, I don't know, but essentially from third grade, maybe even a little bit before third grade, I have had such thoughts, you know, whether it's holding my breath or whether it's like using a knife or I don't know, just anything because I'm a quitter and because I like to reinvent myself. And I think that a lot of people, of course, really follow through with taking their life. But I don't have any desire to actually die. I just have a desire to be reborn. I want to be set free of all of these expectations and, and, and structures built up around me. And I think that I started to feel that when I was in school. I really don't like school. I've been a student, I've been a teacher, and I just, I really don't like schools. I was a pretty strong student. I usually did well. I remember on tests, I wasn't the best tester, but I generally knew the content and understood how to interpret a question to figure out what the answer was. When I would be reading a book, I wasn't very good at summarizing or pulling out what was supposed to be the most important pieces or understanding who different characters were. It was so bad at remembering different characters. But I used to be very good at answering the questions and I was great with vocabulary. So it was as if on a more small scale, detail oriented, syn syntactical, um, look I was pretty good at understanding the the meaning of words but not how the words really came together on a large scale which is surprising considering how well I did because it seemed like a lot of students or my classmates who understood the story didn't get the questions and 
That's odd. I feel like the more important piece is to understand the story. And even in my own life and in telling this story, I'm having a hard time putting the pieces of my life together to have a sense of cohesion. And my mom has always told me that I think very large picture. And I guess I look large picture because that's what I don't understand. And so I'm focused there on the part that's like, what is that? Maybe. But anyway, going back to the details of elementary school as I got older, I was always creative in any way that I could be. Uh, One teacher, I think I mentioned her before, is fourth grade. I'm going to try not to mention names, um, even though I, I already have. I'm going to try to stop doing that. She asked us to have four index cards so that when we were doing classwork, we would put up the answer that we thought was correct. It would be A, B, C, or D. So I did it. It was homework that we had to do one day at the beginning of the school year. And I decided I wanted to be able to know what card was on front, what card was visible for the teacher without needing to look at it myself. So I decided that the cards would always be in the same order and I would hold up the card. Now, I would see the card that was showing. So if B was on front, my teacher could see it. On the back of the card that I was looking at, there would be a B. And in the corner, in the bottom little uh, right-hand corner, I would put the card that would be up next. <laughs> so, um, And it worked out well. Sometimes I confuse myself. But the idea was I would never have to really look at the card before I showed it. Not sure if that really made it any nicer, but that was just some design that I did. You know, that was me designing, trying to do some, what is that, UX user experience and increase the the enjoyment of the user experience. I colored them so they looked really nice, like beautiful pastels. And I'm not sure if my teacher commented on it or not, but I loved those cards. I kept them in a plastic bag and it's very nice. I also used to help other students when I could. At that time with reading, like I said, I wasn't very good with understanding the stories. So I wasn't great with explanations when it came to English or ELA, English language arts and things like that. But with math, Early on, I was very good at explaining math, and we would have tests with 10 questions, and sometimes the teacher would give the test back, but she didn't really grade it yet. That can't be true. That can't be true. I'm making that up. I'm making it up. What happened was I think the students were testing me. And they said, Ashley, I got three questions wrong. What's my grade? 
and I'd say uh, a 70, they'd be like, whoa, how'd you know that? <laughs> and I explained to them, I said, okay, well, there's only 10 questions. And when it comes to a percentage, it works out of 100. 10 and 100 are very closely related. So if you chop off the zero from 100 and you chop off the zero from 70, really all you're doing is doing 10, or if you chop the zero off of 30, you're just doing 10 minus 3 equals 7, put the zero back on there, you have a 70. Their eyes were wide and their jaws dropped. And when I saw that, I did the same thing. What do you mean you don't understand what I'm explaining right now? This is so basic. Um, anyway, that was school. I had friends in school. Most of my friends were also kind of nerdy. And I had one friend. Oh, man. A low point. I can't believe I'm going to tell this. I cheated on a test one time because I couldn't remember how to carry for an addition test that had like three places. And I, that was, I didn't cheat for a long time after that like a long time but I did cheat again <laughs> at some point but for the most part I was a very honest student I just I needed a quick reminder and so I peeked on her test and I can never take that back I don't remember her name or anything but I was so relieved when I learned that in other cultures that's pretty much what your friends are supposed to do and I thought you know what I knew I, I knew it I knew it. I knew I wouldn't do something that was just straight, flat, wrong like that. So, anyway. But, um, yes. Outside of school, I was still playing basketball. And I was still not aggressive enough. But I was pretty good at playing basketball. And I was supposed to be interacting with my teammates in a very structured way. So I think I benefited from that. I benefited from knowing it was playful, creative, but also there was some structure there. There were some rules. Like it was kind of a mix of the, the math and, and the you know, designing my own cards. I knew what the purpose was. I knew how to interact. I knew what my place was. Anyway, point made. So I was asking my mom how old I was during this birthday party. I think it was my eighth birthday party. It was the best eighth birthday party ever. I invited everyone on my basketball team. Everybody accepted the invitations. My dad decided that he would put together CDs for everyone to take home. So every girl came in uh, to the uh, the space where he was making the CDs. You know, some, you know, we would just kind of go in, go out, decide, tell him what uh, songs we wanted to put on there. Everybody had a song, at least one. And so when we left, the party bag included a CD that had Ashley's eighth birthday party on it because uh, at the time, they had the blank CDs and the little stickers to go on them, so he printed those stickers to go on top to designate where it came from. 
very excited about that birthday party. That was a huge, huge confidence boost. And that was me getting closer to the end of elementary school. Even though I had high insecurity and really didn't like school around third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade was incredible. I made friends. My teacher let me know that I was a great writer. Not because he said, hey, Ashley, you're a good writer. But what he did was he read our stories. We had maybe weekly or bi-weekly stories, and he would read them. And students always knew when a story was mine because it was so good. He would start reading it, and students would just start looking at me. And I'd be like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mine, it's mine. So that was a huge confidence boost also. Uh, I had a great sense of humor and uh, it came through in my writing. And I think that knowing that it came through in my writing and that people liked it encouraged me to use my sense of humor with speaking, with conversations, with friends, with other people and other times. So um, I was a kind of like I said in the very beginning, a spunky person. I was discovering that again. It was surfacing. It was a part of my life. There was a passion there. And this reminds me of a connection that I had with a character that was popular at the time, the latest and greatest, Esmeralda of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I really liked her character. I loved how she stood up for what she believed in. People didn't like her. She didn't really care, and she fell in love with someone because of who they were despite, you know, what other people thought of them. I just thought that was so beautiful. Oh, I loved her. So she came to another birthday party that I had at some point in elementary school. My mom and I couldn't figure out what the timeline was, but um, very good birthday parties. Uh, a lot of confidence-boosting experiences in elementary school. Um, after having a really, really low point. Um, but next part is middle school. And this is where we left the house that I grew up in, or that I say I grew up in, but of course I continued to grow up. But my early childhood was in this home. And when we left, I left behind what I had spent about five, six years building with this community of students that I went to school with, a confidence with them, a sense of camaraderie. And that really crushed me. That really crushed me. And it was difficult for me to start again in, in, in middle school at a new school, in a new neighborhood, in a different home. So now we're at the end of this installment, this episode, this segment, and let's put a positive spin on it. So, yes, <laughs> I'm about to leave a place that has really built me up. But I know that I also had a low point at the school. So there is no environment that is going to be 100% positive or 100% negative. It's just a matter of me finding my place 
there. And that's something that I need to remember. If I just put myself out there, take risks, be myself, I will find those people. Or I will just be myself. I will be my Esmeralda. And I will just shine on my own terms, knowing that I'm being who I am and doing what I believe in. And just trusting that I will find that person that vibes with me. So how about you? Where are you? What are you doing that's putting you through a struggle? Uh, Are you taking risks to really make connections with people, really be vulnerable and share yourself? You know, and are you finding that passion that we talked about last week come out where you are? And if not, don't be afraid of the next chapter that's coming up because we all have highs and lows anyway. So, you know, that's it for today. That's it for now. And um, just think about that. Where are you now? And um, how are you presenting yourself in that environment? Okay. So until next time, take care.